every email that comes into your inbox should be marked off, read, or organized. My name is Stephen Pope, and I'm the founder of My Amazon Guy. And in this podcast, I'm going to be harping on how to run a zero inbox. This is not necessarily specific to Amazon sellers, but everyone who does business will benefit from today's uh, podcast. Again, my name is Stephen Pope, and this is the My Amazon Guy podcast. All right. I have always run a zero inbox. What do I mean by this? I mean that there is literally zero unread messages in my inbox. For some of you listening and you're opening up your mobile phone right now and looking in that 30,000 unread messages number, you'll probably think I'm crazy and that this is an impossible request. Rest assured, this is not impossible. For those that are listening and wondering why am I even making a podcast on this, I'm going to impact this right now. I attest that if you don't do a zero unread inbox, that you're missing stuff and you're not prioritizing correctly. The reason I know this is because I've got 22 employees and the employees that run a zero inbox don't miss anything. And the ones that run uh, an inbox with a couple hundred or a couple thousand unread messages, they do miss stuff. I do, in fact, plan on having all of my employees watch this podcast as well. And uh, there's no passive aggressive nature in that request. It's just that this is so important. It's important to me and it's important to how the organization is run. Furthermore, uh, it's, it's a time saver. So, for example, if you have a good use of filters in your inbox, a lot of that work can be done for you. Uh, at my Amazon guy, there's a lot of email filters that make sense. For example, we actually have uh, the bulk of our team log into the same Seller Central login. We have access to more than 130 Amazon accounts under that single login, and all 22 employees have access to this. Well, if you know how the OTP system works at Seller Central, uh, and that is the one-time password codes, it can get a little hectic, right? Uh, so if, if I'm trying to get access to the account and I have uh, that OTP code going to a specific location, how do the other 21 employees get access to it? Well, we created a, a filter and uh, used the system as follows. Basically, uh, we use a Google Voice number. Anytime somebody needs an OTP, it goes to that Google Voice number. That Google Voice number is owned by me, and I've set up an auto filter to forward that OTP to everybody in the organization. That way, if somebody is in a different time zone, and I do have some members of my team in the Philippines, uh, they can get access without trying to wake me up. They can get into the account and do their job. Now, that OTP is not something you need every day. So once you've cleared it on your computer and assuming you haven't cleared your cookies, uh, then you don't need to re-trigger it. 
But if you create a, a label within uh, Gmail, we like to use the Google ecosystem, but if you create that label with, inside of uh, Gmail, every time uh, that code for OTP comes in, you just simply put it in that label and then archive it out of your inbox. That way, the other 21 people who are triggering OTPs will not affect your inbox. That is just one complex example of why uh, a filtering system can be beneficial. And that one was specific to OTPs. Now, if, now in general, if you're running an organization and you got you know, several different employees running your Solar Central account, I don't recommend you use the same login. In fact, you should have one unique login per person. That way, if you ever part ways with one of those employees for any reason, you can simply remove their user permissions out of Seller Central. But in situations like the one I've described, uh, we would not be able to make that work because we have to get access to hundreds of accounts from a single location. Uh, otherwise, the complexity would actually be higher. So it's a little bit complex. And another example of, an, of a reason why an OTP filter might be beneficial, what if you have subscribed to a bunch of new sites and you wanted to gain information, but that information is not necessarily actionable. So during your busiest time of the day, and for us at my Amazon guy, that's typically 11 a.m. to 2.30 uh, p.m. Eastern Standard when most of our client requests come in. So during that time, I wouldn't want to see a news article about the best up and coming Amazon tool. But if I create a filter that labels all of my news into one section, it can avoid my inbox altogether automatically. And then on Friday at 3 p.m. when I've got uh, some extra time on my hands because things are dying down, I can simply go in and read all of those articles from the week. Now, when... When you have a system like this, you're going to become way more efficient. You're not going to miss anything. Creating uh, filters can be very, very beneficial to helping you obtain that zero inbox. But whenever a message comes in, you need to do a couple of things. Um, there, there's a, a nice audiobook out there called uh, Getting Stuff Done. And I'll summarize that book for you. It's about organization and getting stuff done. And to do that, whenever something comes across your plate, you need to decide whether you're going to act on it immediately, whether you're going to delegate it, or whether you're going to not act at all, or maybe punt and do it later. By, by using this methodology with a zero inbox, anytime information comes to you, you can then make a decision. I'm going to act, and here's how I'm going to act. I'm going to do nothing. I'm going to do a little bit of something or I'm going to do a lot of something, right? Uh, go in there, take action, get it done. If something takes less than two minutes and it comes into your email inbox, just get it done, right? Like there's no reason why you should spend any mental fortitude thinking about getting it done. Just get it done. But if you've got a couple hundred em emails sitting in your inbox, you don't know which one is the most important to go through. And then you might have to spend time organizing yourself and and, and uh, scrolling down these messages or typing into the search box what you're looking for because you saw that one come across, but you weren't sure if it needed to be actioned, and then you come back and take care of it later, right? So it just kind of creates this series of events. Now, uh, I don't care if you've got the messiest desk in the world as long as your inbox is clean. 
Your sock drawer can be filthy and disgusting and single socks all over the place. doesn't matter as long as you're digitally organized. Being digitally organized is crucial in this day and age. So besides uh, the, the uh, uh, filtering system, there's a way I like to organize my inbox. So specifically, I recommend you do the same thing. Now, for those that are using Gmail, this is the most pertinent uh, explanation, but I, I do believe other inbox systems have something similar. But I recommend at the top of your, your email, you have starred messages. So if you star something, you're marking it as, I got to get to this, and you've read it, so it's still marked as read, but you've, you haven't finished the task. Followed by starred, I recommend you have unread, and then followed by unread is everything else. If you organize your inbox like this, it will force you to read all of the unreads, but before you get to the unreads, maybe one of those starred messages has priority. So let's, let's go through this. It's Monday morning. I've got 63 overnight emails I've got to go through. So I start going through them. Okay, don't need anything here. That's informational. Next, next, next. Oh, I need to do something here. I'm going to star that. It's going to take me longer than two minutes, but I'm going to go ahead and go through all of my emails before I act on it. So I'm going to just simply star it. Maybe I was flipping through my emails while I was in the shower, as weird as that sounds. And uh, I know I got to get back to this one. I'm just going to star it. Keep going through the rest of them. Okay, informational information, star this one. Information, information, star this one. Okay, so I've got three actions I've got to take now, and I've starred those three, and then I can decide which one I want to do first, which one I want to delegate, et cetera, and go from there. If you do it this way, you're going to become super efficient, and it's going to be way, way more organized. Um, Fast Company has an article I'm going to read an excerpt from. It's called Reframe the Way You Think About Your Inbox. Quick, look at your inbox. See how many messages have been sitting there for 24 hours or more. If the answer is anything other than zero, it's time to step back and reevaluate your strategy for managing email. So these guys are harping, same topic that I'm talking about. When you stop and think about it, it's actually pretty obvious. Having a giant list of pending messages in your face all the time isn't an effective method of organization. How often do you lose track of emails or realize you never got around to taking care of something you meant to handle several days ago? Being visibly overwhelmed tends to lead to those sort of issues rather than efficiency. Now at my Amazon guy, we use Asana for our project management. Um, unfortunately, the integration between Indox and Asana does not necessarily add efficiency. So you're going to still be copying, pasting some inbox stuff over to your project management software, but it's still very hyper-efficient to do exactly what Fast Company is talking about. One last excerpt. That doesn't mean you have to answer every email immediately. And that's exactly what I was talking about with the starred messaging concept. Still read every email, but don't act on them necessarily. It goes on, for most of us, that'd be impractical. It just means you have to make your goal to deal with every email in some way soon after you see it. For every email encounter, choose one of the following fast triage options. If a message requires no action on your behalf, archive it immediately. In my instance, uh, I don't actually recommend archiving. I just, just have it read and move on. If a message requires a simple reply, then you knock it out in a minute or less, respond right then and there, and then, and then they say archive it immediately. And again, I just say leave it as read. 
because you can you can infinitely store uh, emails these days. Now, if you're using a Microsoft system and Outlook, and man, I feel bad for you. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say your system is far inferior. Not only because it's not as fast. Uh, imagine using the inferior search engine to try and find information, but instead of it coming up in a split nanosecond, it takes 10 seconds. That's what Outlook feels like to me. And then lastly, they say, if a message requires some level of thought or response that you can't get to right away, snooze it to a time and date that you will be able to handle it. And I'm going to translate that, star it. Don't snooze it, just star it. And whether you get to it that same day or sometime following week or whatever, it doesn't matter. It's at the top of your inbox. You know you have to complete it. Maybe it's a two-hour task that you need to translate into an Asana task. Maybe, maybe it's uh, an eight-hour project you got to delegate to one of your team members and whatnot. But if you do it this way, when, it, when an important email comes in, you're going to be able to uh, have the capacity to act on it quicker. For example, if I get an order off my website, and one of the interesting things about my Amazon guy is that we're a full-service agency, but we also have a la carte services on our website. Not very many agencies do that. Very unique. The reason I do that is because it allows us to service those that can't afford full service, but they want to come in and knock out a specific task. We obviously give uh, discount breaks to those that are on monthly retainer uh, because of the efficiencies gained uh, by doing multiple tasks. But if you're not a My Amazon guy, uh, not a My Amazon guy client and you want to buy an A-plus content for 500 bucks right now, you can simply go to MyAmazonGuy.com and purchase it, right? So when some of those orders come in, I like to be able to acknowledge those orders rapidly. If you don't use a zero inbox scenario, you may forget to acknowledge the order altogether. Uh, but if you use the zero inbox, when something like that comes up, I have programmed my inbox to auto star any order from my website. I've also programmed it to auto store any seller central invite. There are many things that you probably should auto star based on criteria. Maybe your boss only emails you once a week, but when they email you, you need to act on it within five minutes because that's what they like. Well, if you auto star everything that comes in from certain uh, qualified sources, you're going to gain inbox control, inbox prioritization, and the ability to make that happen. Uh, another thing you should check out is called Calendly. I cannot tell you how many emails I've seen in my corporate career where they're like, hey, we should meet up. And then you respond, sure, how about sometime next week? How inefficient is that? That's ridiculous. That's so freaking ridiculous. Instead, the moment you know you need a meeting, hey, Joe, this is my Calendly link. You pick a timeout that's, a, that's uh, good for you. This calendar has all of my information. Onus is now on Joe instead of you to set up that meeting. And when they go to that link, they can clearly see, hey, you're available at Tuesday at 2 p.m. or Thursday at 5. I got to pick which time I want. No longer do you have to go back and forth three to seven emails deep to freaking schedule a meeting. Uh, Calendly was one of the best adoptions that we did at My Amazon Guy and has, has really uh, been effective. I cannot, I cannot uh, recommend it enough. Highly recommend calendar efficiency, inbox efficiency, and project management efficiency. So I recommend Gmail, Calendly, and Asana. 
And maybe you've got a competitor of one of those, that's cool. But those are the three that we found to be the best in class, most efficient, time sensitive, um, collaborating uh, efficiency tools. So one of the other interesting things is that I also have a book a coaching call right on my website, right? So for 150 bucks, whether you've ever met me or not, you can go onto myamazonguy.com and book a coaching call for me right now. You've got access to my full calendar. Now, what's interesting is we hit the scale of no return, as I referenced in one of my podcasts about a week ago. Uh, my calendar is getting fuller and fuller. I'm going to have to figure out a way to make this work. One of the things I've been thinking about is, okay, what if I take my lieutenants and then start using their uh, calendars as book a coaching call? Now, uh, as, as I look at the My Amazon Guy organization, I want to be in charge of finance and sales. That's, that's where I have been most effective, right? I want to be a thought leader. I want to talk to new people and bring them in the door. My brain has been SOP'd. I've got 90% of everything I've ever thought of in an SOP for my organization to adopt it and move forward with it. Um, but my lieutenants who've been with me the longest uh, can probably do an effective coaching call for 90% of clientele. So it behooves me to start utilizing their calendars for coaching calls because I am averaging about two and a half coaching calls a day. And that is in addition to keeping my operations running smoothly and keeping check on my current clients. And so it can get exasperated. But the reason why we've been able to infinitely scale this and do this effectively is because we have kept efficiency and we've kept scale in check. It's extremely critical that you set up yourself with a system that allows you to take on more business, right? So I, I could seriously probably uh, take on another 40 or 50% of business without losing sleep right now. Wouldn't be easy, don't get me wrong, but I wouldn't lose sleep over it because my system is set up effectively to handle that kind of acquisition. And that's important to me because I do want to grow. I want to grow and evolve. It's not, um, it's not a good thing to just grow. You also need to evolve. You can't just evolve. You can't just get bigger. You got to do both. And if you do both, you, it, it's, it's going to require a lot of order amongst that chaos because as you're getting bigger, uh, you have to think about scalable solutions. And as you evolve, you have to think about new systems at the same time. So get bigger, scale, new systems, uh, all of these things, again, exasperate each other. Uh, so you could think about this while running an Amazon brand. If you have lots of different brands, let's say you make an acquisition, you bring a second brand into your organization. Well, you just got bigger and you evolved because now you've got uh, a lot more skew count and complexity. Same concept. You want to have some efficiencies to be able to navigate uh, throughout all of that chaos. Uh, if you're a single SKU business, you need to evolve. You've got to have those secondary SKUs, that diversity, launching in other countries, launching on other platforms. We help our clients get out of just Amazon. We get them into eBay and Walmart and Etsy. We charge two grand to launch Shopify sites so that they can gain control of their customers over time. None of this would be possible. We would not be able to run the business the way we are with these a la carte complexities, project-based clients, big fish clients. All of, all of my business is remote. If we didn't have these efficiencies in place, the super organization uh, with a finite comb, uh, 
that we don't miss anything. We know that we have to do all of these things in order of operation. We know what needs to get done and it's systematized. If you go to my website, myamazonguy.com, we claim that we grow sales. And we do that by doing everything that improves traffic and conversion. Anything that's related to traffic includes advertising and search engine optimization. And conversion would include anything to manage the catalog, merchandising, design, A-plus content, and all of that good stuff. So an organization that has these sort of um, organized efficiencies can have a complex org. We have a super complex org. Uh, now, the org chart is straightforward, right? It's, it's me as the founder. We have an account director, account managers, Amazon specialists, and then our overseas Philippines team, um, with, which many of them specialize in uh, design or, or other, other key areas that are uh, autonomous. And uh, we tie everything together by using these organized adoptions. Again, Gmail, Asana, and Calendly to make sure everything lines up. We also track time with Harvest. That's how I use my invoicing as well. I like to use Harvest. I've also used FreshBooks and I've looked at QuickBooks. Um, there's a lot of time tracking softwares out there as well. Most people don't need a time tracking software, but we use it because anytime a client wants to pull our hours and, hey, what have you guys been working on? We like to be able to have a backup plan. Now, I prefer to run the agency as a way of, hey, we grow your sales so you don't have to ask those questions. And generally speaking, that's how it goes. But on occasion, uh, we do have somebody who really wants to know all of the details and weeds, and we've got that available time log to pull whenever needed. It also allows me to inspect any remote employees uh, to make sure I know what they're up to. Now, of course, I could uh, log into their Gmail accounts at any point in time. And in fact, that's what I actually did today. And uh, that's what prompted today's podcast. I looked at one of my uh, team members' uh, inboxes. I saw 1,800 emails in there unread. And I, uh, uh, I was like, no, don't do that. You got you to zero inbox this one. So uh, I like to tie uh, any reward systems into the organization to reward the behavior I seek. And on occasion, you do need to inspect it. Now, um, the only reason I logged into that inbox was because one of, one of the filters on it was broken down. I had to go in and fix it because we use um, some of our project-based clients go to a particular email address and I wasn't getting the invite. So I had to go in there and check it out. Uh, but it's very important to me that we run a zero uh, inbox organization uh, because of all the efficiencies and organization we talked about today. All right, so that's probably a good place to end it. Uh, if, if you guys have any organization tips that you recommend, especially your opinion on zero inbox, I'd love to hear about them. You're welcome to email me, Stephen at myamazonguy.com. Um, or go to myamazonguy.com and hit the contact us button. We'd love to hear what your thoughts are. Um, and then lastly, we'd love it if you could uh, give us a review on our podcast, tell others about it as we try and scale and help others run their businesses more efficiently. And this is a good podcast to share to anybody not just selling on Amazon. My name is Stephen Pope, and I'm the founder of My Amazon Guy. Thanks so much.